Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Wow. Welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson himself. Pete, how the devil are you doing? What's going on? I'm good. I have gone... I feel like um, one of the... Is it Billy Baldwin who was in the film... Um, Billy Baldwin? <laughs> is it Billy Baldwin, the one who was in the film Sliver? Where he uh, ha- lives in a hotel and he's got loads of screens uh, in front of him and he and he basically watches all the security cameras in the hotel. Well, there's a website called um, insecam.org and it's basically insecure webcams. So people who've set up cameras around the world and none of the information is A, encrypted or password protected. Um, and there are some of the most boring webcams you've ever seen in your life it's just people like basically shooting a, a webcam outside their front door uh, or on, or in a field or in front of like a 3d wow. printer to see whether it's working or not or uh, like uh, i've seen a horse this morning and it just basically goes through all of these <laughs> very mundane sites because because when you sort of like look at a webcam or look at like a scene in a different country it doesn't give you real life, does it? It doesn't give you the mundanity of real life. But uh, this 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 That's website true. very much does. It basically says, "Hey, the world is effing boring." <laughs> what, what what is this? Your new addiction of the week? We're yeah, not buying just like, Toyota like Donaldson's. From yeah, Japan. it's the most boring. <laughs> it's the most boring bit of voyeur work um, anyone could possibly have. Just watching like people people's like security shutters and stuff, like making sure they're closed, and a lot of horse camera action. People don't seem to seem to. Um, be scared about having their uh, having their horses <laughs> viewed is there on the Japan? internet. There is, there's a few, but they're all like um, someone's pointed like a, a webcam at the Shinkansen um, LED uh, readers in like a train station. <laughs> so basically, just so I can find out uh, almost immediately. There's 644 in Tokyo, uh, and obviously it, it's dark uh, at the moment in in, in Tokyo. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, so so a lot of them are very very dark indeed. Uh, there's one in like a ramen shop. I'm watching people having a bit of dinner. It really is fascinating stuff, and and and, and 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 people need to know that. It's uh, it's important to secure your, secure your cameras. Just make sure that nobody make sure that PT peepers can't see your stuff. All right. <laughs> PT peepers. PT peepers. I like that. Peepers. I like that mm. a lot. I, uh, presumably these are 
webcams that are deliberately set up. They haven't been like hacked and just stuck on there, have they? No, I mean, they've, 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 they've been deliberately set up for... I think it's mainly Go sort of that. making sure that shutters have been pulled down at the end of a working day in a shop. And so they've uh, so they've put these webcams up and, 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 um, and um, yeah, Petey Peeper's having a look. <laughs> well, now we know who the CD people are that go hey. on the website. Now we know the sorts of people. I'm watching. It's Pete Donaldson. I'm watching. Well, I've just got back from a very long week filming with Natsuki around oh. Kyoto, Osaka, and Nara. Maybe if you're watching one of your weird camera feeds, you'll see us bumbling around a train station in Nara. <laughs> but it was good. Natsuki, hmm. uh, as I mentioned briefly last week, Natsuki hasn't explored Kyoto, Osaka, and Nara before. He's been to like Kyoto two or three times, but never really right. as a tourist. Last time he was there was for the, the bar that we had back in March, which was fun. But like we, this time we got to see all the big ball, all the big sort of, the big bad stuff like Arashiyama Bamboo Forest, King Hakuji Temple, Fushimi Inari Shrines. It was good. Mm. But my God, it was very, very busy. I ran into a lot of viewers. I think every day yeah. I ran into about 30 people. Um, I I I, reg- I I feel bad for anyone that ran into me in the last week because when I'm like filming stuff and they're like, hello, Chris, I'm like, I need to get the shot. Wait, yeah, wait, because, wait, I mean, because you're going to be there for the next five minutes, aren't you, really? It's kind of hard to, um, and I understand it, but um, some people kind of understand it, I think. Some people sort of understand that they, you know, that, that you're working and stuff, but um, some yeah, people don't. Yeah, I, I got angry <laughs> at one point. I don't, you know, if you're a viewer of Abroad Japan or a podcast, don't touch me. Come and say hello. Don't touch me. I'm busy. <laughs> don't look at me. <laughs> I, 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 you know, it's great running into to folks who, who either listen to the podcast, watch on YouTube, whatever. And it's mm. been good fun. There was one guy, two guys that annoyed me a little bit though. Who, they didn't know who I wa- who I was, but they they pulled out their YouTube and they they brought up a, a video thumbnail with my face in it. Yeah. And then they walked over to me while I was really busy trying to get the shot of Natsuki mm. and they were like, is this you? Are you this YouTuber? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and they went, can we have a photo? And I went, no. And I, <laughs> I was like, you don't know who I am. You just see me on YouTube and just assume that maybe I'm famous or something or good when I'm not. And I, I that superficiality kind of pissed me off. In the end, I, I, I basically yes. went, I went, no. And then he looked really like shocked. And then I went, oh, go on then quickly. So he got his photo anyway. Right. But that was a sort of interaction that pisses me off, you know. I don't go up to YouTubers or I've never watched their videos or content or don't know. Or all celebrities in any way, shape or form, actors off the TV, if I ever see them, mm. I don't just walk over and go, are you famous? I saw you in a book once. Can I get a photo? I, I think sometimes... I just find that really annoying. I mean, obviously your, your uh, behaviour there was disgusting, but... Um, <laughs> yeah. Entitled YouTuber. I would say oh. that, like, um, the, I think the saddest thing about um, people who are well-known, um, people don't want to really say hello anymore. They just want a little picture so they can put it online and take a bit. You know, it's the, it's the new signature. I mean, signatures presumably were quicker to, to administer back in the day because you just run up uh, with your bit of paper, get a signature, and then, so. and then run off. Anyway, but, like, I just think that, like, they don't... And and also, I, I found, being a grey man who no-one knows who I am, um, I've maybe spoken about it before, <laughs> but if you're ever kind of like... You know, I used to work for, for a radio station. I was a radio DJ, and so I, I spent a lot of time um, oh, yeah. on, the ground, up now. on the ground in... Uh, I used to be a contender, but not... Um, but I used to spend a lot of time on the ground at like music festivals and stuff, interviewing, um, interviewing like acts, but also like just just walking around doing like pieces to camera and stuff. And um, people, like if you're carrying like a camera equipment around a, a busy kind of site, people do sort of go, 
oh, they, they, they must be, they're doing something important. They must be doing something important. And then they look at him, they look at me, who's, who's doing the hosting. They go, well, I don't know who he is. And they get really, like, annoyed that they don't know who I am. <laughs> like, it's like the arrogance of him not to be, I don't know, Dermot from X Factor. The arrogance for him to walk around with a, with a microphone and a camera crew and a clipboard. How dare he do that? How dare he? So it's just all that, really. That, that's the thing that always makes me laugh. Go, well, I've never seen him. I've never heard of him before. Go and find out who he is. Go on. No, ne- never heard of him. Disgusting. <laughs> but maybe that's the British. <laughs> Maybe that's a British thing. I don't yeah. know, but yeah. I, I I think you're wrong there on the signature front. Like I right. prefer photos because it's kind of like take the hold the phone up, take a photo, job done. Mm. That's fine with me. I met a guy in Donkey Halte in Shibuya once, mm. and he was like, "I want to get a signature," and I was like, "Wow, you're the first person who wanted that, apart from mm. the books, of course." Mm. So I was like, "What do you want me to sign?" And he's like, "Can you sign my arm?" And I was like, this feels pointless because when you wash your arm, yeah. the signature will disappear. It feels exploitative anyway, we writing on any body part, one would suggest. Yeah. Unless you're felt, in Motley Crue and, and you're signing a boob or a bum. <laughs> well, it felt like we, we, we walked around the store for about three minutes trying to find a pen because we weren't on the stationary floor. <laughs> we finally found a fucking pen. And then I was like, okay, right, are we ready to go and sign something? I was really busy. I was filming something at the time. Mm. I was like, we, all right. And everyone was waiting on me. The production team were like, hurry up, Chris. Yeah. So I was like, okay, what are we signing? What are we doing? And he's like, oh, actually, I've changed my mind. Can we take a photo? I was <laughs> like, oh, fuck, fuck. <laughs> this guy's oh. a live wire. We got a live one there. I, so I took a photo with him and I just looked really stern and annoyed <laughs> for wasting so much time when we should have got the photo in the first place. Yeah, um, that's a shame. And again, he didn't really seem to know who I was. It was, yeah, so... But yeah. if you're watching or listening to this, do come and say hello to me, to Natsuki, if you ever see us. It was really fun. We met like a good 30, 40 people. And one guy was really lucky. Got the full the full set. Mm-hmm. They got a photo of Natsuki and I standing on a bridge in Osaka. Nice. And then the next day, they bumped into Connor in Hiroshima. Yeah. And they got a photo with him. And then there was another person. One girl bumped into us in Kyoto and uh, Nara and then Osaka. Right. And didn't ask for a photo the first two times. So by the third time, she thought it was an act of God. Yeah. Uh, that got that we're running to air yeah. again the third time between <laughs> Kyoto Nara and Osaka. So we, we gladly took get the out photo. The way. Nice. It, was the, it was God's will to get that photo. <laughs> so, uh, but Natsuki had a blast in Osaka. Uh, mm. He was, you know, as, as a bit of a party man, a bit of an eccentric character himself. You mm. sort of think he's from Osaka. And yes. so I was really shocked that he'd never really been there before. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and he loved it. Yeah, he loved mm. the, the Dotonbori area with all the lights and stuff where we filmed our video together. Um, it's for a video, like an itinerary video, where we're basically doing a video called sort of Two Weeks in Japan, 14 Days in Japan. Mm. It's coming out next week. Nice. And it's about the you know what to do in Japan when you come here for the first time. Often, you know, as you know, all the videos we made over the years are very eccentric, weird locations like the tomb of Jesus Christ in Elmori that you'll never go to <laughs> or uh, an obscure mountain in Kyushu. So this is finally a video that is, is going to hopefully help people who are coming here for the first time mm. and don't want to go and see eccentric places like the tomb of Christ, but want to do a more conventional route. And uh, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> it's a big shout in it, tour of, tomb of Christ. It's a, it's a big shout. Got, got to go up there and have a look at the game and see how it's doing. <laughs> uh, we've got a story this week from... Do they have a name, Pete? Do they have a name? We've got a story from... Is it? No. 
I'm on the wrong bit. No. Ignore what I just said. Ignore what I was about right. to say for crying out loud. Yes, it's... Right, uh, we'll call no, him... No, we, we don't have a name. We don't have a name. We'll call him Mike. Mm. Um, all right. Killer Hello Mike. from Seattle. Right. Both my wife and I love the podcast. Story time. My wife and I went on our third Japan trip this past August, and even though we knew it was going to be super hot and humid, we were excited to be back after the COVID shutdowns. We were there for about nine days, buzzing around and sweating more than we even thought possible. Now, I'm a big <laughs> fan of Japanese whiskey and had done the Yamazaki mm. distillery tour on a prior trip. At the, distil- at the distillery, I got to try Yamazaki 25, which was incredible. However, yes. buying a bottle is basically impossible due to its rarity and price. Yeah, it's a good point, actually. A good reason to go to a distillery if you like your whiskey. They have very rare sort of bottles, bottles. that you can't buy or get like investment own. bottles um, at that as well it's like people, yeah, if you're not yeah. going to drink it yourself I think it's kind of uh, the amount of times I've went whenever I see like a Hibiki 25 I'm like I've got to have a glass got to have a glass even though it's 40 quid got to have a glass never got to have it again oh my god and that's where Pete's <laughs> all of Pete's money has gone over the years. since that day um, since the day of drinking the Yamazaki 25 I keep my eye out for the elusive bottle, and on this trip, we sought respite from the sweltering heat in the Shinjuku Don Quixote with its fantastic aircon. <laughs> all, all good stories seem to be a Don Quixote this yeah. episode. Uh, as I tried to assume some sort of normal body temperature, I found myself perusing the premium alcohol section when suddenly my eyes hit upon a bottle of the Yamazaki 25. However, I called over to my wife and we calculated it was marked at an acceptable, far from, prohib- far from prohibitive amount of money. Good old Don Quixote. (laughs) Excited, I motioned over to the store clerk, ecstatic with my find. As he removed it from the case, he raised his eyebrow and asked, Is this amount okay? I replied, "Uh, Yeah, I think so. (laughs) With my credit card already in my hand, poised, ready to swipe. The clerk hesitated for a moment. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) The clerk hesitated for a moment and whisked out a calculator and said, This amount in US money. My stomach dropped what i thought was an almost 1300 bottle of whiskey jesus that was that would have been expensive alone yeah what i thought was a 1300 bottle of whiskey was in fact a 13000 dollars bottle of whiskey <sighs> i'm pretty sure my wife nearly passed out and i quickly apologized <laughs> <laughs> repeating no and making for the exit moral of the story be careful during the currency conversions in your head oh, while God, likely yeah. stuffing uh, while likely dealing with heat stroke and dehydration. <laughs> yeah. My God, $13,000. Even tax-free. Even tax-free, that's, uh, <laughs> that's a bit much, isn't it? I remember going into a really fancy, one of those crappy sort of Mayfair nightclubs that are built into a, the base of a hotel that's just full of like people who just don't enjoy fun, uh, but they enjoy bottle service and stuff like that. Um, I remember right. behind the bar there, this big... Like, beautiful bottle of uh, Hennessy brandy and I was like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a shot of that I think that looks lovely and he went 400 quid for a shot oh and I was like God. and I was with like a, a partner I'd been seeing for a, a very short amount of time and I was a bit like oh god maybe I should do it just for a laugh but I didn't do it and to me that shows growth to be honest but yeah I mean those whiskeys are insanely expensive but can you imagine like 13,000 like and you just crack it open, <laughs> just drink it in the street. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's it. crazy. Mm. I I recently Make a went, back with it. Some somebody <laughs> took me out to a restaurant and they very generously bought me a glass of Dasai sake. And mm. Dasai is really expensive, right? I think Dasai forty five is the most expensive. I'm not sure. There's a few, yeah. but. 
dasai is uh, the rice, the grains of rice really polished down really hard mm. to give them more pure taste and, and whatnot. Honestly, it's a load of bollocks. I know, like, it does change the flavor and whatnot, but there's a lot of marketing behind it. And yeah. the more expensive the sake doesn't necessarily mean the better in the same way, you, you know, you find with wine. But, like, I did think, my God, like, this is... It's like filtered, the sake water is filtered <laughs> through the mountains of Narnia. Mm. And Christ comes out to dip his toe in the water and the rice is... Pol- it's just like, yep, yeah, yep, yeah. yep, yeah, all the marketing. Came out with, a, like, a fucking pamphlet to describe how brilliant the sake is and how it's mm. going to taste better than God. And then you drink it and it's like, oh, yeah, it's all right, isn't it? It's all right. <laughs> Maybe know. with whiskey, you can taste the difference more given whiskey has a stronger flavour. The thing about sake is it doesn't have that much flavor to it right it is it has a very light. delicate flavor like um, you'd have to be a real delicate, head yeah. i think so there is so there's so much variation in in whiskey that i don't think is necessary there with mm. sake would it be fair to say yeah I, I don't know man it's like um but like anything a, any kind of like situation where you are unsure about a conversions and b decimal points because sometimes decimal points can look <laughs> like uh, commas and that, that's when you start to get a little bit in trouble um when we're in um a restaurant in uh in, in Tokyo uh we're having a, we had a delicious sushi meal um and it was like proper like it was about as fancy as it gets sushi wise and it was blowing great mm. and i was like look sarah all this food only 60 dollars it wasn't 60 dollars oh, no. it was some multiples of that um to the power of two um so yeah it was uh, oh, it, it was it was pretty expensive so um so that'll that'll teach me but uh yeah but the, but, but that's that's the thing you'll never feel short change in japan because the food is always excellent the booze is always excellent they know what they're doing and you never feel like you like if i'm in if i'm in like a, a weatherspoons in london and i have a pint and it tastes <laughs> bad and i go oh this is gross i'm in the weatherspoons like I, I had a bad time i'm not paying for that rubbish <laughs> what the <laughs> hell did you have at the sushi restaurant that justified the what six hundred dollar price yeah. tag or more than it that? Was, it was it was yeah, I think it was about five hundred. Um might have been a little less than that actually. But either way, um I thought it was sixty dollars, it was actually a lot more. Just had to keep keep on giving her um hundred dollar bills basically. I was like, Oh nuts. Uh, luckily I had enough money there. Jeez. But uh yeah, it was it was I mean it was amazing. It was a proper like like a little tasting menu, but it was uh it was the the the, the food kept kept coming and it was proper, proper sushi prepared lovingly. So you don't resent that sort of thing. You don't resent spending like a, an ungodly amount of money when you've um you've experienced something that you won't experience anywhere else. It's when you're um buying mm. um Kit Kats in a seven eleven and it's a bit more expensive, you're like, Oh back her <laughs> off. <laughs> I think, yeah, I mean, to have a meal like that, like also like teppanyaki steak, mm. uh, you know, it's bloody good. I think you could come in at like two or three hundred dollars, but yeah. if it's like a once a year birthday event or mm. like a special a treat, then I, want, I mean, I've been very lucky by doing uh, tourism videos over the years. Yeah. Uh, I've often got to eat some amazing things that have been heavily subsidized. Um, <laughs> but yes, yeah, wag, good Wagyu steak is probably the most expensive item as well as uh, Magaro tuna from uh, Almory as well. Yes. Like I saw I saw them fishing. Like that, that, that bloody tuna went for $2 million mm. a few years ago. $3.2 million, I think it was, uh, about five or six years ago. The whole tuna, admittedly, but at an auction. But isn't that guy, he, he, he's the guy who, <clears throat> that's his thing every year he spends... 
uh, wow. drops a couple of mil yeah. on a on a big tuner. It's all almost ceremonial. Um, and uh, well, they call him. They call, I love. I love this guy. His name's the Tuna King. The Tuna <laughs> King. And, and the Liver King. Uh, his name's name's Kiyoshi Kimura. Uh, he's a big lad, quite a big man. And all the fact when he walked into his restaurant, Sushi Zanmai, which is very mm. good. The tuna is exceptional. Yeah. I think it's probably the best place to go in Japan for tuna if you don't want to go to a silly, expensive, high-end restaurant. Yeah. But every time you go, when you go to one of his restaurants, you're greeted with two things. Number one, a big plastic Kiyoshi Kimura, <laughs> a plastic replica of the man himself yeah. with his arms outstretched as if to say, fucking, let's go. Let's get go. Let's get tuna. Let's get fatty tuna in us. And the second thing you'll get above the big fucking plastic Kiyoshi Kimura <laughs> is a landscape panoramic image of him surrounded exclusively by about 150 women that work <laughs> we'll for the Tudor the restaurant right. chain. They think there's like three guys, even though like, I think most of the chefs that you'll meet in store are guys, most of the people in that photo are women from my memory. Mm, yeah. He loves it. Um, and, he loves it. But the it. fish is very good. Right. And every 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 January he would uh, yeah they have like the first the big first tuna of the year mm. at Skiji Fish Market now Toyosu mm. Fish Market and he would bid the most for it every time and the most he ever bid was three million dollars which is definitely way too much the the actual value of the tuna <laughs> is probably closer to two hundred thousand dollars but it's great for marketing and yeah. uh, it's. It's it's a great marketing ploy. I've noticed in recent years, though, since the $3 million fish, he hasn't bid that much anymore. Maybe oh, the law of diminishing returns for PR. Times are tough for the, <laughs> for the tuna, the fatty tuna king. That's right. That's right. <laughs> also doesn't help that the fatty tuna and the tuna are disappearing because people are eating too much belief in tuna. Yeah. Well, that's a story for another day. Speaking of disappearing food, day, mm. uh, a, a lot of food. And I say food... I don't know if Kit Kats really count as food, as cuisine. <laughs> Maybe they are in Japan. Yeah. Uh, a lot of Kit Kats have gone missing. We're not talking one Kit Kat or three no. Kit Kats or even 10. We're talking 55,000 Kit Kats <laughs> in a box have gone. Mm. Pete, fill us in on the great Kit Kat heist of 2023. Well, um, about a quarter of a million dollars worth of chocolate Kit Kats have been held hostage, apparently. Um, basically, hostage. in uh, a, a little while ago, there was a shipment of um, 55,000 Kit Kats from Japan, uh, including your, like, your fancy Kit Kats, melon, matcha latte, daifukumochi, and stuff like that. And American fans of the candy are, you know, love it. Obviously, vibing off them, and they they want to buy them um, because these unique flavors are mm. only sold for a limited amount of time. So they say go for a little bit more. Um, basically, a man called um, uh, Danny Tying uh, is it Tying 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 um, uh, basically had all of these Kit Kats sent to the United States. He's one of the um, subscription box guys who basically cobbled together all these Japanese snacks, uh, and then he, they, you know, they they put them all together and 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 sell them um, for. A, with a, with a bit of a premium uh, and Japanese kind of like otaku guys they really love these um, these unique uh, Japanese experiences it's a nice little service anyway um, apparently uh, the initial shipment cost um, $110,000 um, but the Kit Kats are now in uh, limbo they're in some kind of weird hostage situation um, when they arrived in uh, I think uh, I think California 
they, they were set to sort of make the journey across the continental US mm. uh, to uh, New York. And uh, this man um, enlisted another man who runs a freight uh, a freight uh, place, uh, paying 13 grand uh, for the, the job to get all of his Kit Kats from the West Coast to the East Coast. And so then this guy who has this freight company contacted someone else to get the job done. And then... He got scammed effectively, and these scammers have been taking all of these Kit Kats, hiding them away, hopefully, um, you know, with global warming, not in such a, a warm um, place. Um, hopefully, they, they're, they're still refrigerated. But, yeah, they basically held them to ransom. Um, we can't find half of them. Um, the, the freight company man has no idea where they've gone. Um, the, the storage facility holding the goods uh, reckoned that the, the, the person who um, planned this trip uh, doesn't exist. It's all very confusing, and the Kit Kats are still in California doing... Nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. And it seems like the scammers are just having a giggle and going, I hope you find the Kit Kats, guys. <laughs> so basically, the, all of our Kit Kats are missing. Um, if you're a if you're a fan of the Kit Kats in America, all of the Kit all the Kit Kats are missing. And um, I think the the man who runs the uh, uh, um, the, the the subscription box company um, would quite like to know where they've gone. <laughs> what the hell? I mean, I, I was reading that. This sort of theft—it's not exclusive to Kit Kats. So, with no. thirty billion dollars of thefts last year, last year in the U.S. and um, but Kit Kats—that's a sad day. It's a sad thing. And this is for the mm. bo- company Boxer, right? One of these um, snack box companies, yes. where you pay monthly and they send you a box of sweets or whatever. Um, what's what, I'm I'm still confused as to. Where are the Kit Kats then, Pete? Did they, I think that's something go? that the man who's running Boxer is uh, trying to ascertain. To be honest, he's trying to secure the bag of of Kit Kats for. I mean, I think like international logistics is quite complicated. And as a man who um, I think uh, his car has just um, popped on, popped itself onto a, a, a ship uh, today. Um, as a man who's oh, also wow. doing some running a, a, a little import export business, what he should have done is got into the business, the, the surely more profitable business of um deep refrigeration deep freeze um uh packeted ice cream japanese ice cream if he'd have gone for the kit kats it's just a little <laughs> bit they're a little bit more popular but i think a product like coolish might go under the radar people don't want to steal them it's a very weird item to steal i'm not mm. gonna lie i mean once you've stolen fifty-five thousand kit kats what do you do next do you start Traveling the country with like a box in the car, being like, "Oh, yeah, how do you, how do you, how do you discount ship matcha Kit Kats, yeah. discount wasabi Kit Kats? Where'd you get these from? Oh, I don't know, but don't read the New York Times article <laughs> that's doing the rounds about the two hundred fifty thousand dollar missing Kit but that's Kats. What, you it's definitely have not to, that. You have to know what uh, you know a flavored Kit Kat is. You, like, if I started walking around the town <laughs> going. Do you, do you want these Kit Kats? I'm not telling you know. Um, ask me no questions. I'll tell you no lies. Do you want these this flavoured Kit Kats? Did you make them yourself? Like these don't seem like proper Kit Kats. You have to be clued into the fact that the Japanese love mad Kit Kats to, uh, to 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 buy them. Otherwise, they just look like mad Kit Kats you've made yourself. I'm starting to feel very hungry for Kit. Kats. I haven't had dinner, mm. right? You I haven't had dinner, yeah, yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I haven't had dinner. I haven't decided what I'm going to have for dinner yet. Right. It's a big. It's the big question, right? Yeah. What, what should I get? What's, what's like, well, just I mean, just make Try a, to be healthy. Make like a Jenga. Well. What what you need is make get, grab a lot of Kit Kats, like fifty uh, boxes of Kit Kats, <laughs> and and do like a sort of Jenga configuration up the top, right? And then in the middle, um, just jam a, a big sausage. <laughs> 
Sausage and Kit Kat. Delicious. <laughs> well, uh, I think my friend is uh, selling Kit Kats at a discount at the moment. Over oh. in, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. So, <laughs> Weird that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three more. <laughs> dear, oh dear. We'll be back in just a moment, guys. Read the stories, comments and questions over in the facts machine. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches and fine jewellery, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Wow. And we're back with the fax machine. What have we got this week from our listeners? Mr. Dawson, fill us in. <laughs> Duncan says, hi there, Chris. And Chris is a side man. Grrr! Ah, Duncan! Side man. Ah, oh. no. I very much... Whenever I mention any other um, YouTubers, there's always a fan of that YouTuber on, on the YouTube comments going, oh, why are the side men catching strays, Pete? Why are they... I say, mate, I'm, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Um, uh, there's a whole lot of um, books about yokai to be found outside of Japan with all of the material telling you that yokai are integrated into current-day Japanese culture. I love yokai and have read a lot about them, but uh, when I look into Japan, it's culture and locals. I see very little evidence that they are a thing in Japan. Are they just an export made popular through books, anime, and cartoons outside of J- 
Japan or are the yokai still sneaking about in every corner uh, of Japan doing their thing best regards Duncan from the Netherlands a man who just loves spooky ghosts uh, I mean you do see yokai-ish things References. like the only time I think I filmed it is with Pete yourself Pete mm. in, in Kyoto yeah. on yokai street, yokai street where it's just a street just a street full of. <laughs> I think when we looked it up, well, we look, we were desperately looking for ideas in Kyoto. <laughs> we wanted something that was different, mm. and we found a street called Yorkai Street. It's a yeah. great video, uh, and it's just people have like little statues and and sort of little sort of effigies they've made of their own little ghosts, effigies, or yeah, characters, yeah. They don't seem to be well, based we... on any particular mythology, but we made our own, didn't we? No. In Seven Eleven, we I, I made a big balloon man, and you popped him with your with yours that had forks for hands. It was disgusting. It was it was the highlight of Journey Across Japan. Yeah, that was, but it was, like yeah. it, it it was a really yeah. I I think only you and I would really enjoy that street. And I think when I read <laughs> reviews about Yorkai Street, it's a lot of reviews are like I was underwhelmed. Imagine coming to Kyoto and not seeing Kiyomizudera Temple, the Shimiyanari, <laughs> ten thousand red lacquer shrines going up the mountain. Yeah. But going to a dodgy street down a back street with yokai. like an effigy of like a banana man or whatever the <laughs> bloody hell the yokais were. Um, but that's the only time I've ever encountered yokai. And also that time that Ryota and I stayed in the Haunted Inn mm. up in Iwate. Um, I'd love to go back there actually and do like a proper super. Maybe I should go back there. Would you, would you watch that, Pete? Would you watch me back? I'd watch that. Inn? Yeah. Right, I, I, I think we'll I think Kyoto is one of those things that. It, I think people like watching videos about Kyoto simply because um, they are obviously going to visit Kyoto. So finding like different stories around that around that gaff is probably a really good idea. What's your What's your favourite um, yokai, Chris? My one's um, Beto Beto-san, <coughs> who um, walks uh, behind you um, on um, um, quiet um, forest streets, uh, you know, country streets, um, and for and Beto Beto-san's like um, kind of onomatopoeic in the um, Beto Beto. Sounds like his um, sandals on the floor, and he's and if you hear better, better son, you've got to go after you, better, better son, does all, and, and let him let him walk in front of you rather than um, you know stop him from from going on his journey. I I really find that I don't know why I find better, better son um, that, that that's strange, but <laughs> I, he's, he's got to me. He's got to me. God damn it. I love Tengu, the the red face mask character with the big long Pinocchio-ish nose. Right, you see him all over the place. That guy, don't you? Everywhere, and also there's Kappa, the little Kappa river creature that lives in mm. Iwate in uh, Tono, and there's a guy there, like a 75 year old Japanese man. He takes people on this tour of a stream, and he's like always fishing for this imaginary Kappa right. creature, and it's become like the most famous thing to do in South Iwate. <clears throat> and the TV always just say he's really famous in this village. And he, I mm. met him one time, and he took me to the river, and you have to sort of look into the river and he's like oh it's not it's a bad day it's not coming today (laughs) (laughs) so how much money has this man made out of this imaginary bloody creature why this is a license to print money this is a brilliant idea (laughs) like oh yeah the uh, the, the, as a ghost here give me 20 quid and I'll show you in the studio where the ghosts are brilliant oh it's it's a Thursday the ghost doesn't come on Thursday in hindsight you'll have to come back again (laughs) bring more money we've got a story this week from uh, American Chris hello Chris and Pete We've got American Pete and normal yeah. Pete and normal Chris and American Chris. My wife and I have just booked our tickets for our first trip to Japan for two weeks for my birthday. Congratulations. We're hitting the big spots for our first trip, including Tokyo, Kyoto, Osaka, Nara, and perhaps some smaller pot spots, uh, some smaller pots, smaller pots. in Tohoku and the south. We are both... Uh, 
bariatric surgery recipients yeah. and have very small stomachs. My God. Since it's considered rude not to finish your meal, would it be a good idea to have cards or Meishi business cards explaining that we might not be able to finish our meals? We want to be able to experience all the wonderful food without insulting everyone. Love all the work you're doing. Congratulations on the book. All the best, American Chris. Mm. That's that's a, We've never had this as a question, as a situation, actually. I think we've had I think rare. we've had people concerned about not um, not finishing meals and stuff, um, but I think uh, I think that for the, the, this reason's um, actually quite unique. I don't think I've ever heard of uh, is bariatric surgery the one where they put a balloon in your stomach, or is it the one that uh, the band? It's it's what is either the band or the or the balloon band or balloon? Did the balloons even exist? I don't know. <laughs> Help. Help! Band or balloon? I'm not a doctor. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure, mm. actually. Um, mm. I think it might be banned because obviously it's might shrinking your stomach, isn't it? Bar- but, yeah. Um, I, Interesting. I, I don't know. Maybe it would be a good idea to write on a bit of card here. Depends. Mm. I mean, I don't know. Depends how much you guys are ordering or eating. Maybe mm. don't order too much. You can often order like smaller portions of rice. Um, yes. But yeah, I would. I would say. It could be good to have something, even just something on your phone, rather than a business card that you hand out. I just have something written on your phone. And but honestly, people aren't gonna rip your head off or care too much if you leave like food. I think people will care if it's something like a prized bit of tuna or wagyu or something right. like that. Then they might be like, "Oh, you've left the five hundred dollar steak." But I don't think. I, you know, I think if I, right. if I can't if I can't if I there's a load of wagyu left that's going in my that's going in my pouches and my sheets <laughs> like a hamster for litter god damn it yeah oh god but no I'd, <laughs> I'd, I'd recommend writing something on your phone and, and putting it there if you are worried about I mean, it mo- honestly most, I don't think people care I mean most places are like apart from like ramen most places um, the food is quite modular you know from your sushi mm. to your chicken on sticks like you can just order a couple of things and then keep going and and uh, obviously you know the drinking culture out there is like um, drink food drink food and you just kind of just keep going really so yeah until you're full so good stuff mm. thanks Chris absolutely we got one last story or one last question from Kevin from Colorado who says, Greetings, Chris and Pete. My wife and I are travelling to Japan in April and I thought that it would be a good opportunity to tour an auto plant, purchase a K truck and have it shipped to the US. To your knowledge, <laughs> is this incredibly bureaucratic uh, on the Japanese side? I don't speak the language, so I'm mindful of endless faxes, proof of funds, paperwork. Any advice is appreciated. Uh, attentively, Kevin from Colorado. Well, Kevin... Pete Dawson has done exactly mm. that. It's not yeah. a K truck. It's worse than no. that. <laughs> it's, it's worse on than a, that. It's, <laughs> it's the very it's definition on a boat of the worst as we than speak. that. Yeah, it's just been stuffed on a boat at Yokohama docks. <laughs> yeah, um, has, yeah. yeah. I mean, what was the paperwork? How, how did you even do it, Pete? Like, did you have, hey, like without Japanese like, color of money? Just I, I spoke to um, Ken from Gunet, uh, which is a Japanese. It's not even an auction site. They just got. I think they just link up with um, local um, dealers. It's probably not the best way to do it. I just go on you. There, there's a few lads who sort of um, Aussies who have started their own kind of export business um, out there, and and they're not, they're quite notable on YouTube for for knowing exactly how to get stuff out. Um, so I don't know what the process is for uh, an American. But uh, in the UK, it's, on the UK, it's relatively easy. You, you literally just buy the car. They send the car. They send you the um, documents, I think, in the post. And then you have to register it on the tax side of things. And then you uh, have to get it MOT'd, uh, get it trailered to a, a garage, get it MOT'd, get a, a rear fog light in there. Um, and, and you should be good to go. I mean, I'd, again, I think we spoke about this a couple of episodes ago and, and some people were going 
going off on the in, in YouTube uh, comments that yeah, uh, there is limitations about cars that are under twenty five years old. But to to keep the um, Jap- uh, Japanese and uh, US car uh, spheres separate. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I give it give it a YouTube, Kevin. I've got no answers for you. I'm sorry. I, I'm I'm not. I didn't import to the U- US. I, I imported to the UK. But um, Gunet, good little website um, that um, allows you to um, see a load of cars that you fancy might fancy. <laughs> Sounds good. That's, mm. Yeah, I think you're the only person after Ludwig. I don't know how Ludwig got his K-car, if he exported it or if he mm. found it in the US or whatever. Mm. But, um, yeah, best of luck to you, Kevin. Keep the stories, questions, comments coming in to Podcast at gmail.com or leave a question in the YouTube comment section with hashtag FaxMachine. Whatever way you send it in, we'll be there to find it. But for now, guys, no matter what you might be up to in the week, have yourself a good one. We'll see you right back here to do it all over again for a big announcement in the next episode <gasps> on the Abroad Japan Podcast. Bye for now. Oh, my God. Abroad in Japan is a stack production and part of the ACAST Creator Network. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com